Right, welcome back to the NFL edition of the Prize Pick Strategy Show here. We're going to get you ready for week 12 across the board in the National Football League. See what EMAC has cooking this week. And dare I say, as Mike Osimio is producing you all out there, thank you for being here. Thumbs up, subscribe. Make sure you take advantage. We'll tell you about that promo code with Prize Picks coming up. But dare I say, EMAC, a rare rough week to bounce back from this is i think the first time that we've had a chance for you to bounce back on something yeah this this last one it just across the board didn't matter if it was prize picks if it was the main slate and what have you it was just not a good one <laughs> however i do want to say i am playing these picks as well yes, so, you are so uh, no fear on that I, I i was feeling the pain that's okay redoubled the efforts got a few different ones uh, i like this week uh, using the Osmo tools, uh, counterbalancing them both with the Osmo projections, fantasy projections, and of course, uh, Odd Shopper, which is helping find a few edges in what where the books are and where Price Picks is right now. So we're going to turn all of that into our advantage. Now we just need them to take care of business on the field. That's it. And uh, I trust, as you've had a pretty good track record with these week in and week out, that it will only take one weekend to bounce back and get right back on track. So. We have a lot. I know that you have a juicy list of players to get to, to look through, compare numbers, what Alex and Osimo have on site versus what Price Picks has available. And that's always such a great way to get an edge. And Emac's going to explain a lot of that in each and every one of his picks. But that's really the best way where you can get an edge on Price Picks is combine the two. What's going on with the over-under lines on Price Picks, knowing that they may not be as sharp as the book lines, and then look at the projections that EMAC has dived deep into in order to get uh, things going here. So as we normally do, my friend, we start with guys throwing the football, passing yards, or at the very least in that realm, where to begin in that category. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got uh, three this week here that we're looking at, uh, and these are not the best quarterbacks. So the one thing you want to remember that's nice about prize picks is we're, we're going against their questions. They're setting the lines. These are live. They're not static. They don't adjust them constantly, but they'll change uh, over 24, 72 uh, hour periods. Uh, no question about that. So um, they're not always as quick to react, but they won't put up people who are questionable or, or things that are, are going to go amiss. But the other thing is we don't have to worry about paying the the VIG or the, the the fee like we do on a regular sports book, right? Now that's baked into their lines, but we're, not, we're either winning or losing. We're not having to shade one way or the other, depending on, on a, you know, a minus 140 to get the under or minus 140 to get the over of whatever line you want. It's just one. We build our cards of two, three, four, or five uh, questions. And uh, there are a variety of ways to win. If you get all five right, you can go for the uh, 10X or you can choose the flex play, which pays you uh, partial money back if you get three right. I think, believe it's two and a half times if you get four, and it's five X if you get all five. So there are some, some different ways of going there. We do not need to make crazy picks because there is no, we're not going against the field. We're going against a set number. So getting cute doesn't help. You want to take the, the best things that they have to offer. So today we're looking at Tyrod Taylor. We have Houston versus the Jets. Now, we'll probably play a little bit of Tyrod Taylor in DFS just because his salary is cheap, but is this really an appealing matchup? No, not really. Right. However, for our purposes, it is. So we're looking at the passing yards. Price Picks has uh, 214 and a half as the line. Osimo has 259.8 wow. as uh, the projected total passing for Taylor. Most books are at 225. 
So already, if we just look at the books, price picks is, is below that. So if we're taking the over, um, that's a nice little uh, advantage in our favor. Now, what goes, well, and then the other thing is the Jets are allowing 282 passing yards per game. Now, what's not in our favor? Well, you know, we don't have a huge history of Tyrod Taylor this season because he was hurt for most of it. He has gone over 240 passing yards in two of his four games, one of which he was hurt during. Um, but the he last week, he you know, he only threw for 107 yards. Of course, he did run in two touchdowns. So yeah. the thing about him is just say, okay, we know he's a decent passer. He's not like a run first quarterback. He's a decent runner. He's just, you know, by, by various opportunities, never gotten a, a fair shake. Uh, he's had his moments with the Bills. He had a couple with Baltimore. Uh, looked like he was going to get there with his own team in San Diego, or uh, pardon me, the Chargers in Los Angeles, and then he got hurt, and the rookie came in for him. He's got his own team now. It's a good matchup. I feel very strongly about this play. Next one, we're going to stay in the same game. We're going to go to Zach Wilson, the rookie on the other wow. side. So Price Picks has him at 229 and a half. Mm -hmm. Osimo has him at 265. Now, most of the books were pretty similar to where Price Picks is. I just feel that that is an interesting enough spot to go for, for uh, the over here at 229 and a half. It just, we've got to fill out our card. Um, I've got a few here I, I'm, uh, I want to warn people off of, but this one feels like uh, a nice way to get there. If we look at Wilson, he's uh, topped that number twice in, in, uh, in this season. But remember, he's been out for several weeks because of injury. But this is a spot where I think we can go with the over um, uh, for him. It seems reasonable enough. They're going to be without uh, Michael Carter, their running back. And I think they're going to have to lean a little bit more on the pass. So while I think the Houston defense is, is potentially in play if for DFS, I'm okay taking uh, the going for the uh, two twenty nine and a half over. I would not play wide under pretty much any circumstance in DFS, but I like the number here. So again, price picks, different angle, different way of looking things. Sure. When you find those nuggets of information, maybe you could take advantage of them on different sides. Here's one where we can take advantage on price picks. Yeah. I'm looking at it here. It's two thirty-four and a half on the books and PA for Wilson to go over that. And even still it's a break where you look at the difference between the book and the projection that we have on site. And it's a break. And then you look at prize picks and you start to question, how can that line be that even lower? So a lot of these based on our own projections and you opened up with two really good ones, that game should be flying with points or at least yards. The jets just love to give up points. They love to give up passing yards. And you mentioned the number there as well. And Taylor remember won a game early in the year. So I don't think that this is a, I, I love it. I'm, I'm going to play both of these on prize picks, of course, here in PA. And then of course you can look at the books as well and, and think of the break you're getting for Taylor at 224 and a half. Great way to start, man. And it's a great way to target that game too, because I bet you a lot of people saw those guys and probably overlooked them thinking, ah, yeah, maybe from a DFS standpoint, but do I really want to take a shot on going over Zach Wilson, anything? Yeah. When you hear the difference in projection to where he is on prize picks, absolutely. Yep, that, and that's that's the the way we, we want to look at this, and I think that's uh, very important to explore all of the op options that we have. All right, so you have one more. Now, is this a stay away, or are you up on Matt Ryan here? So I think this is my stay away, and here's here's why. So I'm it's. 
it gets hard. Now we're going to talk about some of the Atlanta players I like. With Matt Ryan, he's going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville, not that great on defense. The, the projected line on price picks for his passing yard is, is 240 and a half. Osmo has him for 276. Most books are in the 250 to 255 range. So already just by looking at the books, we have about an 8% adva uh, uh, advantage here in our favor. The worry is in three of his last four, Matt Ryan has gone for 150 passing yards or less. Yeah. Who really is their running back? I don't know. Who really is their wide receivers? Creative players other than Pitts. And the defense is going to know that Pitts is the guy. Now, that said, this defense is abysmal. And Matt Ryan, still a, a good quarterback. We would like to think, or a competent one, we would like to think that he should get 250 yards in darn near any matchup. It's just a little disconcerting that he has only done that once in his last four games. That's really, I mean, that is a tough one. I'm with you. Why, right? Why take a risk on a guy who's just been so poor, playing so poor as of recent? It's just not worth it. It's a good one to recognize, though, to stay away from. Absolutely. And in so, some of these, you know, maybe our feelings change. Maybe, maybe sure. we have a lean on it. Maybe you find stuff that likes. But this one is... It's in play, but it's it's the second of these three. Now right. we're gonna we're gonna go back, and we've got uh, the rushing. And why would I want to pick any running backs for rushing props? Well, I don't. You're but we're gonna see the, we're we're gonna see these Jets and Houston players uh, again. We're gonna start off here with Tyrod Taylor. Now here's the interesting one. Now I'd rather take his passing one, but I wanted to talk about his rushing one. We okay. can only play a player once per card. Correct. So you can't take the rushing and the passing prop. It's one or the other. Now you can create a new card if you'd like, and that's not a problem at all. But that's really the only rule that we have here at, at Prize Picks. So Taylor has a 17 and a half yard over under for his rushing. Osmo is projecting him for 285. Most books were right around 20. 28 and a half. Yeah. So we have 28 and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry, 28 and a half. And then um, in his two, last two games, he had three carries for 23 yards and six for 28. So I think this will be close. I think he'll, he'll get there. And again, I wanted to hit that. He's, he's competent in both rushing and passing. He's just not great at either. He's a well above average in rushing, but come on, he's been in the league for almost 10 years now. So, so that's a, a skill set that sort of, he's picking his spots. Unlike the next guy we're going to talk about, who has running as a major part of his game, uh, Tyrod Taylor is picking his spots. So, but it's a low enough total. I, I like this one. I, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take one of those two on most of my cards. I will probably make three cards this week. I mean, there's a pretty big difference. The passing yardage, you're getting the biggest break and you're going up against the best. Although the Jets defense as a whole is atrocious. So it's not like you're getting a major break. It's just the difference in passing yards. That right. I mean, think about 214 and a half versus what Osimo has on site versus Taylor, where you're right, there's just a little bit more narrow window to work with. And he's not Hurts. He's not, he's not a guy like that who's designed to run the football throughout the, the entire game. Absolutely. And, and I mentioned Hurts because I know we're going to get to Hurts at some point. Of course, of course we are. It's it's our thing now. But you know what? It, it's you know on Thanksgiving, Price Picks had uh, Josh Allen for uh, half a half a passing yard or more, okay. and you could use that as one of your questions. You could use it up into twenty five dollars worth of cards. Now we don't have that this week, 
But we do have Jalen Hurts, and he's still at 40, uh, knocking on wood because I don't want to jinx him. He is still at uh, 45 and a half rushing yards. This game is against the New York Giants. It is in New York. Most books have uh, Hurts at 50 to 52 rushing yards for the over-under. So we're getting about a five to seven yard advantage there. Osmo projecting him for 62.2. This year, his uh, three lowest games rushing, and again, 45 and a half is today's number, 44 versus Tampa Bay, just missed it, 30 at Carolina, was well under and then 47 versus Kansas city was just over. So even in his worst games, he wasn't completely out of it. So last week I thought for sure he was going to get his second uh, career game with hundred yards and do it against the same team that he got his first 100 yard rushing game against. That would be the new Orleans saints. He did not, I believe it was 63 yards, but he did have three rushing touchdowns. So he was, he was pretty good there for you, Aton. But I, I really like this pick. I think anytime we get him um, under uh, 50, it, yep. he's live. Yeah. Uh, and it, the matchup doesn't matter. So um, the next two I want to talk about, this is where we want to start to think about it a little bit. I've got another decent one, but another potential trap. So it's the two, quarter, to the two running backs here for the Jets. So we know that uh, Michael Carter is out. So you've got Ty Johnson with 22 and a half rushing yards on prize picks. Osimo is projecting him for 36.8. Most books have him at 25. So Osimo is still beating most books by almost 40%. The question is, Tevin Coleman is also in the mix. So if we look at Tevin Coleman, who I think will be the, the primary runner, but Ty Johnson, I think, is the better all-around back. Uh, he's just a little more talented at this point. And his Kurt Coleman is a, is a serviceable receiver. We've right. seen him do it, you know, with Atlanta and then in various other stops. So these guys are kind of interchangeable. But the interesting part is Tevin Coleman on at the books has a 33 and a half, or price picks has 33 and a half rushing yards. Most books have him at 35 or 40. Osmo has him at 34. I wanted to compare those two because Johnson, I think, really only has three games this season where he, where he even came, he won, he passed it in like week one or two, but he really hasn't passed that number. But we haven't had uh, this thin of a backfield in a while. If you think he gets eight, at least eight carries, I think he should get the 26 yards. If you think he gets less than, it starts to become a real question mark or the 22 yards, it starts to become a real question mark because, you know, five carries conceivably could go for 17 yards and that wouldn't be a horrible right. outcome, right. but that's not going to help us by any stretch. So I would lean towards the Ty Johnson, but I wanted to put Coleman's numbers in there just to see, Hey, there is going to be somebody else. If I had to project it, I'd say Coleman gets 10 to 12 carries. And I would say that uh, Johnson gets somewhere between six and eight, maybe nine at the most. Yeah, it's amazing how Coleman just is constantly reinserted in the mix whenever there's any opening here. So it's hard to ignore that. We have him projected for nearly well, over 40 yards. When you look at the books, right, as you mentioned, 35 to 40, depending on it. And there's a clear indication that Tevin Coleman's going to be involved, right? That's the read here is that you're going to have to, anything you deal with Johnson, you're going to have to deal with Tevin Coleman and he's been already guaranteed to be in the mix based off of the numbers that are provided really by everybody from prize picks to the books to especially our own projections. It's a tough one. I mean, we're going over both quarterbacks throwing the football and then going over here as far as running the ball. You know, if this is a close, just because it's a close game doesn't mean it's a low scoring game. You know, this could easily be 28, 24, 
somewhere in the third quarter and neither one of these teams are abandoning the run by any means, you're still getting a commitment to that. So I, I like it. I think that there's definitely a pathway to going over as, across the board for everybody involved in this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, well, we're, we're just focusing on football, but in for Sunday, but reminder, press picks does first halves. They do second halves uh, right now on their boards. They have NBA, NBA, first half, NBA, second half, uh, college basketball, college football, NFL, first half boxing, NHL, uh, I don't even know what that is. OST. Um, bu- 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 oh, DST. Oh, they have defensive fantasy points. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, you've got tennis. You've got, uh, let's see, women's college basketball. You've got CSGO. They've got all sorts of stuff there. So you can find your little niche. This is a way around. Uh, and this is all good because it's fantasy points and the way they've designed it, et cetera. You have to take, you can't take the same player in more than one card. You have to t- take players from multiple teams, et cetera. Those are, those are their two rules. So even if you do the same game contest, you do have to have someone from each side uh, of that, but it, it fits within the fantasy rules of this, which allows this type of, of format to be a- available in, in many States that do not have sports wagering. Yeah. And, or even get around it in, in areas that do have it where it's only maybe like one to two books. This is a, a lot of spots where you see price picks for sure. And look, we have a promo code, as you can see above us, awesome A-W-E, S-E-M-O, use it. When you first sign up, we're going to match your first deposit up to $100. As Emac says, maybe you're sharp in tennis. Maybe you're sharp in women's college basketball. Maybe you really know one specific area, but you're here for some NFL insight. You're here to kind of whittle down a player to well, combined, you can apply what you already know to what you're learning on these shows and build a super ticket across the board. It doesn't have to be, you know, a lot of sites that are similar trying to do what Prize Picks has mastered will keep you in that one area, that one realm. Uh-uh. Here you can go across the board. All right. Let's go, speaking of the board, to the receiving yards area here and focus on a couple of wideouts. All right, so we've got uh, – there wasn't that much with the receiving yards this week. Everything was relatively uh, right in the mix with uh, the other books or with uh, Osmo's projections. But I did find two here, and teammates here. So we have Debo Samuels going against Minnesota. 63.5 yards here is the projection. We have 90 receiving yards at Osmo. I do want to point out over the last four games, eight different receivers – have gotten uh, 73 or more yards. So multiple uh, from them. Now, I say that because we're going to talk about George Kittle as well. Kittle's more of a wide receiver than anything else. Kittle's numbers a little narrower spread, but 53 and a half on prize picks, 67 for Osmo. So the, the, the thing, the only concerns we have here are we know that the 49ers are not particular. they'd rather run the ball first, However, these aren't large numbers that we're going for. And I would, would choose only one of these guys per card, but still, I think it's, it's a good one. And Debo Samuels is definitely on my short list for my, my, with uh, one of the Tyrod, uh, the Tyrod Taylor uh, picks for my three play cards. And I think that's, that's uh, just, it's a savvy move. Uh, and there's a lot of value. It would not surprise me if Debo gets closer to 70 yards by right. the weekend. This yeah. is because we talk about these moving sometimes. This, I think, is one that they'll move if they're getting a lot of people on the over. No, you're right. And I, I can't imagine that that number stays there. It's going to move up. It may not move to 70. It may move to 75. But it's definitely going to move up no matter what. And 
we do these shows a day ahead of time so you can still jump in. And look, sometimes if you look at when they open up, you'll find that we've already jumped in where it's trending up. But you can still look at this before kick where you're right, Emac. That thing's going to be north clearly of what it is right now. And the reality is that the usage for Debo just it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter the game script. It doesn't matter the quarterback. It doesn't matter what's going on around him. He is the heavily involved guy outside. Even I would say this year, more so than the next guy you're going to hit his teammate. Yep, absolutely. So, um, so the other, so looking at, at both those guys um, again, I think they're, they're a nice play there um, moving to receptions. So Brandon cooks. Now wait, this wait. one is, did you go through Kittle too? Did oh I- yeah. I, I kind of had lumped Kittle in okay. with that got first it, round. Just make it. Um, Yep, yep, yep. No problem. I, I was saying that I would choose one of the two. Right. On Evo over Kittle. Right. Correct. Not doing both of them, but but I think they're both in play. Debo would be my first choice, but I don't do not dislike Kittle by any stretch. Um, receptions. This one's an interesting one. Brandon Cooks at 5.0. Osmo's at 6.3. The books are at five and a half. The books don't like ties. So generally for these uh, reception ones, they either won't have it or they'll have it on a half mark and then they'll adjust the, the juice one way or the other. Price Picks really doesn't have, the, they don't have the ability to adjust um, uh, uh, the, the payout on one side or the other. So sometimes they will land on these even numbers. So it's a tie. If I've read the instructions correctly, it doesn't count as a loss. It doesn't count as a win. It just pulls it. So if you only did a two pick card, I don't think, I think you get your, your money back, but if it's a three card, I think it turns into a two card. Correct. Correct. Uh, and it doesn't just go away. The push uh, so is that's, always in play. You're right. Correct, which which is very important uh, on that one. But uh, I did. If this was at five and a half, I don't want it. If it's at five, I'm okay with it. But I thought this was a nice point just to bring up. If there is a tie, it just comes out of your card, and it just you know you don't. It doesn't hurt you. It just caps the upside. But hey, that's better than some sites saying nah, tie goes to us, sure. and they move on. <laughs> so no, there's nothing worse than that. You're right. There's definitely an advantage here with prize picks on the push. I love the push and play. All right. Three to go here. Just as we wrap up, we're now moving to fantasy points. So we have Kyle the Pitts. Is the over, just, just to clarify, we're slamming that over. The over. Yes. With the push as the floor. Yes. Got that it. is that, that feels appropriate to me. And I would, I would think six and a half feels about right. So I agreed with where Osmo was and no, normally you're not going to get like the, like the Devonte Adams, the Cooper cups, they're just not on this mm-hmm. and they take away a lot of the volume receivers and they just don't put them on there because it, they'd have to set the number at seven, seven and a half, eight. And who really wants to do that? Because now you're hoping somebody gets double digit catches. Yeah. They are probably going to three, four times a year, but they're not the rest of the time. And where's the fun in that? So uh, they're generally picking ones that, that are, are going to be close and they'll just live on the edge there. So fantasy points, Kyle Pitts, where I wasn't sure about uh, Matt Ryan. I'm okay with Kyle Pitts. Now Kyle Pitts, 12 and a half uh, uh, fantasy points here. This is full PPR. The only, And uh, Osmo has him projected for 15.9. The only concern about Kyle Pitts is he's kind of had some duds Mm -hmm. uh his last three games against New England take you know the takeaway the best player uh five targets three catches 29 yards the week before against Dallas seven targets which is good four for 60 so he was close and then the week uh prior to that New Orleans tougher defense seven targets three for 62 
So not like totally, totally out of it. Not horrible. Horrible was against Carolina. Six targets, two catches, 13 yards. But the two weeks before that, eight for seven, 163, 10 for nine, uh, 119 and a touchdown, nine for four for 50. So he's got the double digit ability and he should get the volume. And this feels like a matchup where it, 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 at some point the kid's going to put it together for us again. We, he, can't, he can't have week five and week six, <laughs> seven be his high water mark of the season. Can he, Aton? That's, that's not allowed a, in the rules, is it? You know, he's on a really bad football team. <laughs> so it's hard to say that any rules apply when you're on the Atlanta Falcons right now. And you, you mentioned this in the beginning with Matt Ryan. Everybody knows who the ball is going to. It's Kyle Pitts. So it makes it that much more difficult for him, more so than I think anybody else. But look, you, you mentioned the difference in the points too. So, so maybe there is an angle there. All right, uh, another one. Hey, guess what? We're, we're, we're going with all the crappy games because that's where the edge sort of is. I love it, man. James Robinson, same game on the other side of Kyle Pitts. Nice. So he's, he's uh, going, uh, this game's in Jacksonville. Uh, he has 13 and a half fantasy point total. Awesome has him for 17 and a half. Now we know that, uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, the, the creative player that Jacksonville had that ended up getting put on the IL last week at running back. Not, Not Chenault. No, Chenault's still in there. We don't project Chenault. But anyway, there was a guy that had a hot mo- hot minute there. I want to say like Jalen Skyer. I may, now I'm making up names, but um, it, that's neither here nor there. So Robinson, we have him for 17.2. Okay. I like him. He is in the price fix question. He's one of the players that they had when I last looked for a touchdown. Now, I don't want to – the touchdown, we had him for, I think, 0.49. It's either a yes or no. So that's a little bit below. But for fantasy points, all of a sudden, now we say there's a 50-50 chance he's going to get a touchdown. That makes it much easier for him to get to that, you know, into those low teen numbers. And all he, all we need is then, you know, 50-60 combined yards, three catches, and a touchdown, and we're there. What if he gets, you know, 70 yards and, and 40, uh, 70 yards rushing and 40 yards receiving with a couple catches? We get there. You know, what if he gets seven catches for 30 yards? We almost get there. So there's a variety of ways, and he's going to be involved enough in the offense that he has a chance. Watch this be the LaVisca Chenault week that everybody's <laughs> been waiting for for the last yes, 11 sir, weeks. You know that's coming. But I do like that. And then wrapping it up, because I know we're up against the clock here, Brandon Cook's fantasy points. I like this play, yeah. 13. We have him at 17.2. So if you're not sure about those receptions, Let's just say he gets five receptions for, for, for 75 yards. He's almost there. And, you know, six receptions, but 60 yards, and he, he gets a touchdown or whatever. You might want to look at that fantasy point one. But I think he's one of the guys I want on my card. It's either going to be the fantasy points or it's going to be the receptions. Debo Samuel is one, and then we want one of the, the Tarod Taylor ones. And then from there, you can expand out and get to four or five but i think we have enough choices here some solid plays in and enough options we're targeting certain matchups and certain disasters of a game that we probably won't get to in dfs but we want them here so it'll kind of be fun so at this point anytime red zone goes to a game Aton, we should have a rooting interest i agree my friend (laughs) you have laid out the insane value on games that i'm sure most people have combed over thinking nah there's nothing there. And look, that's why people come here to get the diamond in the rough that you're going to unearth for us, my friend. So appreciate it. We'll see how we can bounce back this week where I have no doubt taking advantage of a bad team or game in this case with a ton of value 
is a great strategy. So make sure you're following along at EMAC DFS at Shader Show for me. Thanks again to Prize Picks. The promo code is awesome. A-W-E-S-E-M-O will match your first deposit up to $100. Thanks to Mike Awesome Yo producing. And we're back next week for week 13. And we're going to make you some more money here on Prize Picks. See ya. <laughs>